0: To the Road Freedom Pod, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matchalava. And today is Thursday, April 29th, 2021, and it's just another day. It really hasn't been that busy or or really anything. I mean, we really didn't have too many releases today. uh, Of note, we had one Sakai release earlier today. It was the Sakai Vapor Waffle, and they did like a blue, like a, a royal, like navy bluish colorway. Pretty actually, pretty good colorway in my opinion, and then a tan colorway as well, and those looked really clean. I thought they were a really good colorway, so both shoes looked really good. They did a good job with both of those, and resell was pretty good on them, and I went for both of them. They did a draw because they've been doing a lot of draws on a lot of the sneakers that have been coming out and ended up missing on both of those. However, there was another sneaker that released today. It was the Zion sneaker that Jordan's doing. I forget what the actual name of the shoe. I believe it's like the Z1 or the Gen Zion is what I was seeing it called, but they released that on Nike.com, not on the sneakers app, and it really didn't have a whole ton of resale value from like the look of it it really didn't look like it was going to be a very resellable shoe really wasn't a lot of hype around it on StockX on ebay but the there wasn't any sold comps on ebay but there was listings on ebay there were a few listings that were up and they were around 200 bucks and one thing that i've been doing is when a player gets a new sneaker and they're like an iconic player like a Zion or if John Morant were to get his a new sneaker like if he were to get his own sneaker or Giannis like Giannis should have a a shoe by now and I think he does have a, a shoe that's it's not really like called the Giannis but or like the whatever how to however you want to say his last name but it is kind of like deemed as his shoe so like when they release a first edition of a player's shoe whether it's like the first colorway and they have a lot of height behind them, that's usually a big deal and people will want that shoe. And so I've seen before that they'll usually do lower stock in like bigger sizes of these shoes. Plus a lot of people that play basketball that want to actually wear the shoe usually just have bigger feet because they're usually taller. So that's kind of <laughs> what my focus is whenever I go after these shoes. And it ended up being, I think I went after them. I got three entries in and got three pairs of size 14s. And that's what i wanted i I should have honestly went for more because it's free returns i don't like wasting my time sending stuff back but typically you can sell stuff at cost if you really need to and, and get your money back so either way got three pairs of those and ended up winning on all three entries that i did so three size 14s coming from nike And I listed them up on eBay at about 200 bucks and got some offers in. It probably took a few hours, but I got an offer in at 150. I counted at 190, and the guy came back with 170. And I was like, well, they're $120 shoes. So at 170, it's $50. There's no fees on these because they're athletic shoes. Shipping will probably be about 10 bucks from my house to authentication. So we're looking at roughly a like 35 to $40 profit depending on how things shake out with shipping, right? So like pretty good money. So I took that because I was like, I don't know what these are going to sell for. This may be the only pair that I sell because I didn't get a lot of offers. And then within a few hours after that, I got a full, like, full price sale for $199.99. And then tonight, somebody came and offered me, I think they offered me like $150 and then I counted them at $190 again. And they came back at 175, so I counted them at 185, and they took it. So good profit on those. Super low key shoe. Nobody really thought about it too much, and sold out in all the bigger sizes because it's a Zion. It's Zion, and everybody loves Zion. He's like one of the the premier players in the NBA right now. People are deeming him as the next LeBron, and whether that's a little too much or not, he's still one of the the faces of the NBA. The NBA is pushing for him to be the next guy and if not the next guy one of the next big guys in the NBA that that can be one of the the people that you build your branding around and so that kind of going together with the fact that it was his first shoe I wanted a piece of that and I jumped in on it and that's where you can make some money on lower key sneakers and nobody was talking about it I didn't really see anybody in my groups talking about it and I was just thinking like this is weird maybe like maybe I should put out a post about it for for people to maybe go after it but I just decided it may not sell out, it may not be a big deal, but I ended up making good money on it, so I'm going to go after the next few colorways as well because some of them are clean. There was like a reddish-pink one, and then there was one other one that looked pretty good, and those should resell well in my opinion, especially in bigger sizes like a 14. I just think that there's so few stock and there's so many people that would want that shoe because it's really not that big of a shoe. I mean, for people maybe like me and you, it is a big shoe. Like I wear a size 10. That's pretty normal, but like people that are playing basketball... Like I said, they're usually taller people. They're usually six foot to like seven foot tall. So, or people that are like playing basketball that that feel like they want to play like professionally or just play in college or something, they're usually a little bit taller. And if they want to have a decent sneaker, then they're usually pretty good. I mean, that doesn't mean that you are good, but people that want to play more and want to actually invest in like the shoes that they wear and the gear that they have typically have some sort of skill or ability. So, it makes sense they'd be a little bit taller and 14s being how low stock they usually are it just makes sense that it would sell well so that's what I was looking at for that happy to make some money on that probably like 150 bucks just super easy really no work at all other than getting it up and listed and then going from there I just kind of took the day off from from sourcing and I'm probably going to be doing that for the next couple of next couple of weeks other than maybe sneakers or things that I just see that are that are way too good to be true maybe not too good to be true but way too good to pass on if they're like easy money I'm going to be going after those but right now I have way too much inventory I need to clear some of that out and my business is not built at the for the growth that it's that it's achieving right now I mean the the sales numbers that I did last year I did roughly one-fifth of those total sales I had last year just in May, or just in March. So just thinking about that, going, okay, like I didn't realize I had that many sales because I wasn't looking at the numbers every day. I was putting in the numbers at the end of the week and everything, and I track all my numbers, and they're all accurate. But I'm looking at it going like, wow, I actually sold a ton in March. Like I didn't realize that that was how many sales, or how much sales volume I did, and, and I did a decent amount. So kind of taking a step back, I've been like i said i've been watching a lot of daily refinement he's a guy on youtube that's pretty smart just like he has everything worked out to a science where he's like okay per listing to get an item sourced and then bring it through my whole process and get it shipped out it takes 10 minutes per item he's like i figured out a way to get it down to 7.9 minutes me, personally, I have no idea how long it is, but I know it's not that short of a time. It's probably closer to 30 to thirty minutes to an hour. I mean, just being honest, it takes me a very long time to get photos done. It takes me a long time to get things packed up and shipped. I don't have a process down. I don't have anything that's kind of cut and dry that allows me to get things done. So that's what I'm trying to push more towards, and that starts with my spreadsheet. I think that my Airtable like, table on there is just it's not robust enough for what I need it to be able to do. And so I'm going to be going back and redoing that entire thing, which is not going to be fun. I already have like the groundwork down from what I have now, but it just needs to be, it needs to be tweaked because what I'm looking at right now, and going, okay, if I outsource this at some point, it's just not going to be sustainable for somebody to know all these little tips and tricks on how to use this. It needs to be more user-friendly. So I've been working on that all day. I've like, I wrote out like three or four pages of notes and, and designs of how I was going to do it. And then it also needs to be, it just needs to be more user friendly and and work better. It needs to be easier to sort through. Come tax time, I want to be able to just pull numbers from it very easily. I don't want to have to be sorting and doing all these different things, which are, are relatively easy on their software, but just not not the way things should be. It just it's not any way that that anybody would run a business if they were being very serious about it. So I'm trying my best to be more to treat it more seriously than I have before from an aspect of everything else. So. I'm going to be doing that, I'm also trying to figure out, I haven't looked into this too much, but trying to figure out if there's some way, there has to be, some way to make some sort of just a quick, I don't know how to explain it, like a quick equation or an algorithm to just plug in uh, what a price of something is, and what ROI I'm trying to seek from it, and then see whether or not, like, based on the past sales, and the past, I don't know how many days, and what the average sale price is, if it's a good item to go after, and sometimes that's tough, because if you think about it, if you're trying to do all that really quickly, it's tough to gauge whether or not you should buy an item. A lot of us get pretty good at it. And, and especially if you're buying hype things or very quick, like release things, you almost have to like train your brain to be like, okay, is this something I think is going to do well? I don't know. And like, I've gotten really bad at like just guessing, like I've just started to guess a lot more and it's not, it's not systematic. So that's something else I'm trying to figure out is how can I analytically approach each purchase that I make and if it's if it's too quick to plug into an equation or if it's too quick to think about for a minute, chances are it's probably not that chances are it's probably worth passing on. like unless you know unless you know you know like what the item is going to sell for and you know that's going to be a huge hit, chances are it's probably not even worth it even if it's a 100 bucks and it sells for 200 bucks the the misstep you could take by spending 100 bucks on an item or spending, hundred bucks on an item five times and then missing on that and it not reselling and then it's just sitting on your shelf you're tying up a significant amount of capital there and that's not something that I want to be doing so I'm looking at trying to figure out how I can pinpoint whether or not I should purchase something more analytically and then if there's some some sort of factor in there that's like I don't know this isn't really ever sold on eBay is it is it worth it is it worth it is there a way to tell that it's worth purchasing and this is like what real companies would do. Like they wouldn't, you wouldn't go, like a real estate company wouldn't go and and just guess on a house because they've bought a house like it before, right? And of course a house is a bigger purchase, but when you're spending literally thousands of dollars every month and, and you see your bank account go up and then you see it go back down and up and back down, that can be good if you have a design and a plan for every item that you have. But when you have several items that are just sitting there and you're like, man, I don't know if I really should have bought that that's when it becomes a problem. So I'm gonna be working on that as well because right now if I could just liquidate all my inventory and start fresh, I would. And that's like that's an issue. Like I don't want to be sitting on that much inventory that I'm like, man, this is not good. I really wish I could just sell this all and then start over and start purchasing things again from like a better kind of design. So I'm probably gonna be doing some inventory and going through everything. I need to figure out a SKU system which has been on my list for a while. The main way I'm going to my new sheet is going to rely on a SKU system anyways so i'm going to have to figure out how to do one because that's going to be like the main way i track like every time i i have a sale of an item i'm just going to type in the SKU number it'll pull all the data in from when i entered the item what i purchased it for all that kind of crap and then i'll be able to just type in here's what it sold for here's a platform it sold for here's the date it sold on and it should be able to do everything else for me so that's kind of what i'm looking at right now would be a lot easier on me and would be a lot easier for somebody else to record my purchases and my sales. And going back to like the purchase sheet and stuff, it should be easier for me the way that I'm trying to think it through to design a way for somebody to enter in all the information linearly. Like so like across a row of of like an Excel sheet or like this Airtable sheet that I'm using, be able to enter in all the data for a listing. So the product description, the item itself, Uh, what category it goes in, all that kind of stuff. And then I've been watching online, this guy has like made a computer program that basically runs, like just goes straight through the line of of information on Excel, pulls all the information out and throws it in an eBay listing. And it's significantly faster than him doing it. So that's where I want to move to. Like things that are quicker, things that are more efficient, things that are actually like, that can be teachable and don't require a lot of skill. Like running a macro on your computer, which is what that's called, to do the listing for you and basically pre-fill it really quickly and then you go through and you double check everything enter a few item specifics double check that the item category is correct and then move on that's very teachable trying to teach somebody everything else and all these other things is not and and Teaching them even item specifics would be way easier than having to teach them how to do a title and how to do if you can have somebody that you just teach how to do a title to and then teach the other person how to list or how to do, like like it's just it's very easy to to build that way rather than just having them do everything, having them build the title themselves from scratch, having them like like just doing everything themselves, it would save them a lot of time and, and ultimately you want you don't want to just pass off everything that you've learned or everything that you do to somebody else if you're not 100% efficient, which is the other thing that I've learned in the past week. It's like, why would I pass off listening to somebody if I'm not even that good at it? They're not going to be as good as me, probably. And even if they are, I'm still not that good at it. So, like, what's going to happen? They're not going to care as much as me because it's my business. And they're probably not going to be as good as it is me because they just haven't ever done it before. And if I'm teaching them how to do it poorly... Well, they're just going to be like almost like a copy of, of of something that's not very good, which isn't good, right? Like every time like you make a copy on a copier, typically it distorts it a little bit. So if you like made like 30 copies and every time that you took the the next copy out of the machine, if you use that as like your your template for what you're going to copy on the machine, it would get so distorted that you wouldn't be able to see it. And, and that's kind of like what we're looking at here. Like I'm not that... I'm like, like, like the 15th copy. I'm like a very distorted way of listing. It's not very clean. It's not very efficient. And getting somebody that can do it efficiently by first improving my process and then outsourcing it to them would be a massive improvement for my business rather than trying to outsource the listing to somebody, poorly teaching them how to do it, giving them... I mean, literally, I tried to write down my listing process. It was like it was like 14 pages. That's That's way too long. That's not efficient at all. There needs to be a cleaner way of doing it. There needs to be like a whole a whole re like if it was a computer program like a whole rewrite of the entire thing starting fresh so that's what i'm going to be doing i'm going to literally be going through everything figuring out if it's necessary for my business and cutting it out if it's not and if that's way that i source if that's things like like running for sneakers on saturdays until i can figure out a way to do that better like that's that's something i'll cut out like whatever i need to do to make it efficient and to get to where i need to be that's what I gotta do so I'm gonna be probably selling a lot of stuff as quickly as I can once I can get the spreadsheet done once I can get the listing area and the shipping and area all figured out I'll be doing that as well that'll help me significantly get more things listed because I'll have like a set a set area for doing that, where it'll be, okay, I get things in, I set them here, once they're done, I'll process them through my listing, i have a separate phone that I can do all my listings with, so or that I can do all my photos with, upload them to Dropbox or Google Drive, put them in a folder, move that, all the pictures out of that folder, once they're listed, move them to a completed folder, and then once a week, automatically set up my computer to back up all those photos from the, from the completed folder to Like a USB drive, and then delete all the photos off. So that way, my computer's not getting gummed up with crap, and all the photos are backed up. And it's just like super, super easy. It's just kind of getting there's a, a work in progress. So that's what I'm working on right now. It's just there's a lot. There's a lot with it. On top of that, like trying to figure out a new spreadsheet, trying to figure out a SKU system, trying to figure out how to do everything more efficiently is just a work in progress of itself and then trying to find an ll trying to figure out like getting an llc together and and working with that and just it, it's a lot but there's that's kind of what goes into a business and slowly but surely i'm learning like i don't really know that much and i don't really know what i should and so that's kind of what i've been trying to do is trying to improve myself a little bit every day by just going on youtube going on instagram when i get a moment and trying to look and see what other people are doing that's working for them and then just picking out small things that work and incorporating them into my business so that's what i've been working on hopefully that helps you out hopefully that can be something that you learn from but that's what i'll be working on for the next few weeks if not months so with that being said i'm going to go you guys have a great rest of your thursday and i'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast have a good one peace